episode 1003 and it's the relevant podcast here in orlando i'm your host cameron strang and joining me like always from loveland virginia it's jesse carey hello hello coming to you live from a construction zone i apologize to listeners here i'm going to be on top of my audio mute button but there is some construction going on in the background but it's just going to add to the vibe today i'm just going to have to lean into this dude it's know? one of those Make days uh, like i have a tub of diet coke in front of me it's just one of those days man oh man not the tub of the diet tub coke, of diet coke. Henry, you dude. did, you did uh, backslid on us bro dude pe- <laughs> people think they want to run a company no they don't i'm just telling you now you have to turn to the tub of diet coke every once in a while all right uh from somewhere in texas downtown emily brown hey y'all and from nashville tennessee artist producer and mogul Derek minor what's happening we have a great show in store for you coming up later we talked to torn wells uh he's got a new tour that's kicking off you know i'm in this dude's everywhere so now he's on our podcast to tell you all about it good conversation nice uh nice. but yeah you guys doing all right like i know derek you just had to deal with a flat tire i i yeah. had to deal with things that led me to the tub of diet coke jesse's dealing with construction issues yep what we about good? you emily what you doing with? <laughs> you gotta wait out harry styles let me ask you this emily because before we got on before we got on i asked you we, we you and i were chit-chatting you said i'm, I'm in austin for a little while I'm waiting for the Harry Styles concert. One, how long are you just in Austin waiting for Harry Styles? And are you camping out like in a chair like SNL people when they wait for the extra tickets to uh, come for you? What are you doing? No, the venue said you can't camp out. We did get an email yesterday. I already have tickets. Yeah, we checked. Okay. Um, I, I'll be honest. I was prepared just for the heck of it. Um, no, so he's doing these residency oh, 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 tours. Wait, wait a second. You, you, were, you were prepared to do what? Yeah. Prepared to camp out. Why? For, uh, if you spot. have a ticket, why would you camp? Oh, because I'm in the pit, so I'm trying to get as oh. close oh. as okay, oh. okay. Now, so he's doing. So, how many nights is he doing there in Austin, and how many are you attending? Um, right now, I'm only attending one. He's doing six nights, but I'm gonna see if we can go to all of them. Um, my plan. I don't want to give it away, kind of, but I'll do it anyways because I'm a nice person. My plan is you wait until like six or honestly seven p.m. the night of the concert, and then you just go on Ticketmaster and people who are desperately trying to sell their ticket, you can get a ticket pretty cheap. I've done it plenty of times at other concerts. So that's my plan. Now, I, I this isn't the type of content we usually cover, but I do have a question. Uh, <laughs> just out of curiosity, not more. Not, I'm not interested really in the topic. I'm just more interested in your perspective on this. I was intently following, even though I, I'm very agnostic about Harry Styles. I actually liked his last album. I feel like it was a good summer album, you know, Harry's house or whatever. Some, some great. real, it was, it was a great, it's, it's great background music. Like, you know, if you're, if you're hanging out outside, you know, the barbecue's going, one of those bangers come Jay, on. Jesse, it's you've never vibes. sounded more white. Derek, do you like Harry Styles' new album? I, I've not heard one Harry Styles song in my entire life. <laughs> I don't even lie. I, I, <laughs> I just saw I just saw Derek's face like blanking out as Jesse's talking about this great barbecue music and stuff. I'm just like, <laughs> hey, I was like, look, hey, barbecue, hey, don't come to my barbecue. We playing Earth, Wind, and Fire. We the Harry Styles ain't gonna make it. We playing September. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on, all right. One, I wasn't raving. I said I'm agnostic about about Harry Styles. It's okay that. background music. That, that is not sure. lavishing praise. It's no dig, Emily. I, it's 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 mm-hmm, agnosticism. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's but and and I and I don't really ca- I like Christopher Nolan. I like when he was in Dunkirk or whatever. But but I haven't really been following his acting career. But I was enraptured by what appeared to be him spitting on the lap of Chris Prine at a okay. film festival just because it was it was just such an, a bizarre and like all the behind the scenes like the 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 canoodling the mm-hmm. relationships right, the, so, you know the, the Chris Prine kind of like staring what off happened? into space now, hold like, on, time out, time out, time out. this yeah, is yeah. this is another this is another this is another thing that happened in 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 white america white that america. i was Totally okay, cool so, so, so I'll just give a high level context. Because Chris Pine seemed like a decent guy. Why would you spit in his lap? Okay, so here, here's what happened. So they they are both in a film called Don't Worry, Darling, which is being directed by Olivia Wilde. Um, oh, now, Olivia Wilde oh got gosh. some hot water, uh, you know, for some things behind the scenes in the movie, okay. uh, including 
like kind of a misrepresenting Shia LaBeouf getting fired or resigning from the role. Right. Uh, you know, she, she, you know, kind of was caught on records talking less than positively about one of the actresses in the movie. Mm. And there was rumors that her and Harry Styles had, you know, formed this romantic relationship on set that made people uncomfortable. Again, none of those things I care about. Absolutely not in any way. Okay. But one of the other stars of the film is Chris Pine, who seems like he does not want to be involved. He's like me, does not really care about any of this. Yeah. But he is he's he's unfortunately along for the ride now. So he's in this film. There's recently a film festival. I think it was in in Venice. It was Venice, uh-huh. yeah. And and uh, during one during one of the press interviews, Harry Styles was kind of just pon, uh, like sort of just you know waxing poetic about what he liked about the film uh-huh. and his, what he his the thing he said he liked about the movie and there's a there's a clip going around we could probably find it and put it in post but he's essentially saying something along the line it's I like it because it's a movie movie it feels like a movie my favorite part of the movie is that it's a movie and I get what he's saying okay. It, it, okay. it feels like an old school movie scene right. in the theater right. But it was very inarticulate and just kind of did not come across as like the reflections of a seasoned actor. Uh-huh. Well, there's a, a video of Chris Pine's face while Harry Styles is saying this. And you can just see the life being solely, you know, slowly sucked out of him <laughs> as he's. So anyway, fast forward to the movie premiere. Chris Pine is sitting in a seat and, and all the actors are like separate, like they're sitting strategically because none of them get along anymore. Harry Styles comes to take a seat and he appears to by any objective viewing of this film, which you can watch on Twitter on loops. And, and okay. it's like the, you know, what's it called? Magruder the footage. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah the, everyone has analyzed back it. And to yeah. the left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it, it, it definitely looks like Harry Styles as he's about to be seated next to Chris Pine spits directly onto him and then, then like fixes his coat and like sort of takes his seat. Okay, so time Again. out. So time out. Okay. What did Chris Pine do? Because if that was like the BET or the Source Awards, it's Be- it's, okay. a, it's a riot. Like that, I'm just let that just letting y'all know right now. Just for my friends in relevant, relevant world, like spitting on a black person mm-hmm. is 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 death like it's it's like I, I don't know one of my black friends that i don't care where we at we could be at the white house if somebody spit on me all the gloves off and well, and so what did tell me chris pine so, so chris pine on like kind of he 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 looked down he kind of had a smirk and shook his head like i cannot believe that just happened and then he put on sunglasses and appeared to fall asleep during the film yeah, see, this would have been a will smith. just disassociation yeah, this would have been a will smith moment i ain't gonna lie I, this would have been this a will smith like moment will smith this moment. it would have been right. it, it, but, but but emily in light of all this controversy because no matter what actually happened harry styles does not look like a great person coming out of, and again i don't care about this but i i am entertained on, by em- it. emily look look but, they, they said that we going to start doing video look i need the, the clip of <laughs> eric i'm going to send you the video you can analyze it uh during a break and you can tell oh, me whether to me it's pretty clear evidence he of, spit of, of in this man's lap first off why would you spit in somebody's lap that's weird that's just like that's it like it's like it that's is just weird, weird bro did he be like did he spit in his lap and be like what'd you do did you pee what, I mean, like, why? Why is lap? Like, what are you trying to do? Embarrass him? Like, you've seen Cameron? Have you seen the video? Of course, I have because Emily talked about this for a week straight after it happened. <laughs> yeah, because I was having to defend my man Harry Styles to everybody on the internet. Don't have. That's the thing. That's the thing. I want to be clear here. You don't have to defend that. <laughs> you okay. just be- that is a One Direction tattoo. I have that. I have a song of his tattooed on my body. That's a lifelong commitment. I did hey, that to I, myself. So I how many it. people? How many people does he have to spit on for you to reevaluate your fandom? <laughs> all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, look, Emily, <laughs> there's tattoo removal services. Look, you was a kid. You didn't know no better. Look, you- no, I got this last year. I got that tattoo last year. No, 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 no. no. No, no, no. My, my question is this: Does it change in any way your thoughts about Harry Styles? Not the not the musician, not the artist, <laughs> the person. Okay, I'm glad we're bringing this up because I need the biggest platform I can to talk about this. <laughs> Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. Okay, I have mul- I have we, two we, other videos. We know what we saw. Um, Emily, have, we've seen it from every angle. No. I have seen it from every angle. I've seen it from three different is, angles. There's not a speck of spit in sight. I will send those links. I'll provide context. 
There's so he did not spit on Chris Pine. Wh- what happened? I, I think he made a face and it just happened to be the same time that Chris Pine like looked down this and is, also just this made is a face. denial. This is this is see, all right, send me the video right now. I need to see it. Somebody <laughs> send it to the group text right now. I need to see it. All right, I'm gonna send it in one sec. But what what's happening right now, Emily, is a classic case of denial. Uh-huh. Like is is you know, we saw Harry Styles joked about it from stage. He said he went to Venice to spit on Chris Pine. <laughs> now, yeah. He literally he said that. No, he didn't. Because he did. No, he did. Like a day later. It was, it was funny. Because he's joking because it's not true, obviously. That is the thing. Okay, this here's the thing. This is the video. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna Google it. I can't wait. Yeah, this is like this is this is this is like the the classic I could shoot someone in, in Times Square and people would still vote for me type of situation. Emily, you, you are, are in denial. Harry Styles MAGA. You're you're he can do no Yo! wrong. No. Yo! No. <laughs> no. I never put Listen, that together, Jesse. She is I Harry Styles MAGA. I will be the first one to say when he's done things wrong. And he has done things wrong. I will tell you that right now. That being said, this is not one of them because he did not spit on Chris Pine. He has done <laughs> okay, other things wrong. Okay. I will I'm all not right, denying right. that. I, we we don't have to we don't we have to rejudicate the spitting. Um I'm a Harry Styles truther, okay? So I will defend him. I have a question. Why did you get a tattoo one year ago with One Direction lyrics? I mean, there's been a lot of content he's created since that time. Why did you choose... I'll probably get an actual Harry Styles one. Jesse just shared the link. He did? Yeah, it's in our... It's in our... It's in the chat. Okay, hold on. Um, I got the tattoo a year ago because my best friend and I, we'd always talked about it. And so we just finally did it. Hey, listen, this how you know it's spit because my man just sent me a tweet from MMJ Healthcare. So they let y'all know, like, this is the COVID-19 look at the purse, pandemic look at is the still here. lips in the still of that still I just sent. You clearly see the purse lips of someone who is in the, the follow through of a good spitting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, now, look at this other video, Derek, I just sent. Now, now, look. We don't have to. We don't have to sit here and 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 and, and Emily, live your truth, okay? Yeah, I'm living I'm just, the truth. I was just, she's, I was she's, just curious. She just signed up for Truth Social. Oh, she's living her truth so much. Like he spit on him. It looked like because because the thing is when he when he does whatever motion, Chris Pine looks down like bro. At his like, what? did you just spit on did me? You, did this man just spit on me? Hey, look! I look right now. I wasn't planning on. I wasn't planning on talking about this today, so I don't have more evidence lined up. But I feel like, anyway, I will say I've had this conversation with at least nine different people over the last few weeks. I have literally had friends text me specifically saying, "Okay, what happened?" So you're basically an uncle, a political uncle at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> I keep having the same kind. Emily, let me just say this. There even was a motion with his like uh-huh. his jaw. Like I know his jaw him. Was okay. like, I know like, him. He uh-huh. wouldn't do this. Emily, listen, I respect you and I respect your opinions. And I want to say have fun at his concert. But if you're sitting in the pit, I would bring a poncho. And I'm because... <laughs> Messy. <laughs> like a Gallagher comedy show yeah. with the spit that the, the watermelon's going to go out into the crowd. Yeah. Harry Styles is going to spit on the first three rows. At SeaWorld, we call it the splash zone. So I believe you, Emily. I, I believe you, Emily, though. You know what I'm saying? You, oh, my you know gosh. I believe oh my We'll gosh. just say this. The jury's still out, but let's say there's a possible spitting. That's all I need. That's all. Just give me that. <sighs> no. I love that we took 20 minutes of an audio medium to discuss a video <laughs> that people can't see. Listen, if you've been on the internet, you've like, probably I, seen I it. described the purse lips. No, yeah, I have is, it. I have it. See? They're played it on no, a loop in Times Square for people it. to analyze. It's it's everyone has seen it. You know what? This this but you know what this is definitely a this definitely something to talk about in the sense of the algorithm does give people certain people different things. Cause I don't think I don't think this came across my timeline once. But I'm, but also at the same time too, I haven't really been really on social media right now because I'm working on a bunch of stuff. So I just, I yeah. think I just missed the. Spit I mean, this game. was that's what I missed. All yeah. I saw on Twitter, For on real? Instagram, well, you do got a One Direction TikTok. tattoo though. Yeah, you, I do. Your probably. algorithm is heavily yeah. tilted toward Harry Styles yeah, news. I curated so. it that way. That's all I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, mine, mine, mine is I have I have celebrity spit controversies as one of my main, uh, you know, Google search terms, and you know, finally that paid off. Um, but anyway, Emily, have fun at the concert. I I I I do like his recent mm-hmm. album, 
And I am going to see the movie this weekend. So I'm excited. And I'll say this for as celebrity controversies go, this one is pretty hilarious and, and victimless other than Chris Chris Pine's lap by by someone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure this helps the movie though. I'm sure people are going to go see it just to kind of see on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't have high hopes. Yeah. It's not a good movie. Well, that's why the, that's why the cast is like splintered. They don't want to do all this promotion because nobody's proud of the movie. So, but I'm going to see about probably like six times in theaters. Don't worry. This is the movie about the women being like trapped or something. I think I see a preview for it, right? Is that what it is? Like they're like sort of, sort of Truman mm-hmm. Show, sci-fi, yeah. Stepford Wife kind of. Right. It's an interesting premise and a cool trailer, but okay. uh, so I can't really speak to the quality of the film. Yeah, the I just have been dope. entertained by watching the the response to this on Twitter. Again, two actors who I really don't really care too much about, and a controversy I don't care. I mean, about, Chris Pine. What has but, he been in other than he was in that Star Trek movie? I think. Uh, Princess Diaries 2. You what? That was his best yeah. My, my daughter what? has been watching that repeatedly. I will say this. Hell or High Water There's a is two? a masterpiece. Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges are in a film. It, it, was, it was one of Taylor Sheridan who went on to produce Yellowstone and all that. One of Taylor Sheridan's, I think it was his second film, uh, is called Hell or High Water. Unbelievable movie. If you haven't seen it, Chris Pine is in it. Jeff Bridges is in it. I'm telling you, I've not had one person I recommended that movie who hasn't seen it was blown away by it. Mm. What's the name of What's the name of it again? It's called Hell or Princess Diaries Two: Royal Engagement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Hey, hey, look, Emily, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Y'all ain't finna ruin Princess Diaries for me. So I'm not. not, There's no way I'm watching that. What'd you say, uh, Jesse? <laughs> it's, called, it's called Hell or High Water. I Jesse, I can't believe water. you're recommending that movie publicly with the orgy scene. <clears throat> oh, and there's uh, no orgy scene. I'm what? kidding. I'm, hey, I'm so Director's cut. Director's cut. Knowing the context of this film, there is no film that would whoa. that would be more awkward to see it. Where is Jamie and Oh, man. All right. Well, that'll do it for your Harry Styles Zagruder film analysis segment stay tuned up next it's relevant buzz to Johnny. The song is Adios. Season 4 of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. Well, normally this is where our French correspondent would uh, be joining us to give us the buzz, but he's on vacation this week, so bringing us the latest is our very own downtown Emily Brown. What do we got this week, Emily? We have some interesting stuff to dive into. So the first thing I want to talk about is a new study that came out from the State of Theology that... um, They asked uh, thousands of Christians a lot of different questions and some results were not super surprising, but there is some uh, answers that I really want to dive into. Uh, 67% of participants said that worshiping alone or with someone's family was, quote, a valid replacement for regularly attending church. And 55% uh, felt that Christians do not have an obligation to join a local church. And I... And this is, these are, this isn't America. This is specifically Christians in America, self-identifying Christians are responding. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So yeah, these are American Christians. And I just, I was shocked, honestly, to find that a majority of them say that you don't have to be a part of a local church that you can just worship alone because a big part of our faith is that it is community and it is with people. um, And it doesn't, the study didn't dive into, you know, why they felt that way or any reasons beyond that. But I just, I think it's interesting to talk about. Um, for me, it was surprising too, because as I've been traveling this year, I have not been a part of a local church and it is something that I genuinely miss. And I am excited to eventually settle down to like join a local church again. And so 
it's just shocking. Like that's something that I would say I definitely disagree with. I think you need to be a part of a local church. So to see that the majority of American Christians disagree with that, I was pretty surprised. I got lazy during COVID. I mean, we've talked about this. I, I started doing virtual church and pulled out. And and actually during COVID, my church I'd been plugged into kind of had a leadership transition. Things kind of started to unravel. Mm-hmm. And so it just took me a while to like plug back in. And I'm the same as you, Emily. Like I was feeling it. I was like, it was affecting me, my lack of community, the lack of, you know, corporate worship and stuff like that. Even though I was still watching online things, it just wasn't the same for me. I got plugged in at the... I didn't get plugged in. I started attending at the beginning of the year this year, and it has changed my life. I found a new church. It's amazing. And it's something I look forward to every Sunday. It's super life-giving for me. I, it is a, it is positively impacted me. And and I to just to know the contrast, you know, to see the contrast from the last two years to my spiritual life this year, is, it's 180. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm pro-church. <laughs> A good one. The good ones. And, and not to like get into semantics here, but I do think the the idea of like, I, I and, and forgive me, Emily, if I'm misrepresenting or what, what you, what the study had said, but like the idea of like, quote unquote, membership, I think, you know, is one of those things where I could see kind of, I've, I've had different people have different, I, I've encountered different people who have different opinions about the formality of membership that some churches either request or require, you know, like, you know, I think is I think it's sort of this. You know, they're like, oh, we got to go to these classes, fill this paperwork. There's all this stuff. Yeah. You know, where it's like, I'm not saying that's a bad. I I'm don't not do saying that, it's a by good the way. Or bad thing. Literally, they they did a push for it. They did a push for it a few weeks ago, and like literally, I'm walking out of the church, and uh, and and one of the guys stopped. Hey, you going to the next steps meeting? And I'm like, nah. And he goes, gonna go next week? I go, nah, probably not. <laughs> like I'm just like. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think partly, you know, the reason the results of this are the way they are is because some people would probably like, well, technically I didn't do the membership stuff. I'm a part of a local church. Again, I don't want to like, split two hairs and Two thirds of the people said that they feel like just doing church is, at home by yourself is, is a fine yeah. replacement for church. So that's, yeah. that's a really different surprising. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's true. Uh, okay. What else do you have? I have some fun celebrity news, not about Harry Styles, um, although we can always go back to that. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> we got spit on now. Wrong podcast. I, Wrong think, we, I podcast. think we covered enough Harry Styles for three years. We got it. Look, we're coming out of it. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> we're coming out of a pandemic. Spit news is big right now. Okay? I didn't put that together. That's this time, great. This time, this time last year, it would have been a controversy if, if like he took his mask off at the premiere. Okay, we're talking about no, active loogies. <laughs> Oh, man. In, in, in a post-pandemic He's a super world. This, it's spreader. Newsworthy. Harry Styles is a is super spreader. Harry Styles, if you're oh, listening man. to this, I do not agree with what's being said. <laughs> I'm just saying it's very newsworthy. He's, I mean, he he just put a, a liquid disease bomb on the lap of a, of a colleague. I'm sorry. It's newsworthy. Oh, well, gosh. that is sadly not what we're talking about anymore. Um, it was announced that uh, HBO will be developing a scripted adaptation of their documentary, The Way Down, which focused on Gwen Shamblin and the Remnant Fellowship Church, um, which if you don't know anything about that church, it is my worst nightmare, personally. Um, it's, a, it's in Nashville. It's in mm-hmm. uh, Brentwood. Is and this the uh, this the the guy that's always in the political news or whatever? No, 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 no. no. So Gwen Shamblin was uh, she wrote back twenty years ago. She wrote a Christian book called The Way Down, and like double W E A weight like body weight, and, oh, okay. and and correlated to a faith. She did a class, uh, the Way Down workshop, that then churches could do. Like and so people oh. go through the way down process, lose weight, whatever. Yeah, she told me about this. Yeah, she got really successful, got a big following, and then launched a church there in Nashville. And the whole thing about the church was very culty. It was very much like you live in this rigid way, or you're not one of us. And all the members started to exclude family members who weren't part of the church, and all, you know, yeah. just all these things. HBO did a a very interesting documentary about it during during the pandemic, honestly, it was one of those pandemic series and it was fascinating and eye opening and wacky. And then there's this tragic ending, surprise ending to the story. It's just everything about it was just unbelievably over the top, this whole mm. story. Mm. And now they're making a scripted version of mm. it. 
which which is just interesting. So Sarah Paulson will be playing Gwen Shamblin. Um, I also we got to send a picture of Gwen Shamblin to Derek so that you can see. Because Jesse, I assume you know uh, when we talk about Gwen Shamblin, we're really talking about her hair. I, I've only <laughs> seen it because is it, it? You said this this docu series mm-hmm. is already out. Yeah, or yeah, it's, it's called out. the way the way down. Yeah, W-A-Y. I've seen it on the I've seen it on the the screen. You need to I've watch it. it on you need to watch it. It's actually <laughs> yeah. fascinating. So that okay. I sent a link. Uh, the wig department is going to be fully budgeted. It's going to be lit. <laughs> My hope Good. is that every episode Good. they add to the height of her hair and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. But that's what happened in the real real life. As the documentary went on and the years went on, the hair got bigger. It was unbelievable. They only talked about it for like two minutes in the documentary and I needed them to spend a whole episode on it because that's all (laughs) I want. Structurally, I did not understand it. It was literally a a foot tall. Like, how did she do that in the morning? Who wrote this article? Emily... You are cold-blooded for this. She says, this This is what Emily says in the article. Quote, when she wasn't sculpting her hair to look like a beehive. She- <laughs> Done. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what truth. it looks okay. like. <laughs> she got the Marge Simpson going on in the later years. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it's like Marge's closer hair. to heaven. I honestly think the hair thing is its own separate do- documentary. <laughs> it gets the way up. Oh, it, oh, there you and, go. And, and it tracks, yes. you know, but it's W-A-Y. Anyway, it's the, the news is there's now going to be a yeah, what, scripted sorry, series. What are we talking about? It's a scripted series starring and produced by Sarah Paulson, mm-hmm. who actually kind of looks like yeah. her. Yeah, and she, Sarah Paulson, she became famous mostly for um, her roles in American Horror Story. So she has a lot of experience playing a deranged cult leader. Um, so I think she's going to be really good in this role. Uh, and it, it, like we said, the story itself is just Spicy. already crazy. So um, I don't know what a scripted series is going to do that the documentary did. Yeah. It's like the Tiger King story mm, to me. Yeah. The Tiger King documentary was unbelievably back crazy enough. Right. And then they did the scripted series and it was just like, you can't lampoon something that's that farcical already. You can't. It's a, it's yeah. a struggle that SNL had with portraying Donald Trump. It's like uh-huh. real life. Mm-hmm was crazier than satire. And so like in this real situation, what are they going to do with the scripted series? Just go watch the documentary. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's nuts. Yeah. But hey, a it, shout out to whoever did the, uh, the photo editing. Cause for a minute, I thought these two people were together. I'm not even gonna lie. So oh, just shout yeah. out on the relevant, Lion, this relevant Lionel. photo. Hey, look, y'all need to go to relevant magazine. We got some stuff popping over there. Just letting y'all know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, hey, Jamie's our new, pub. our new designer, Lionel Crespo. I want to shout out him and he's, Killing it on the graphics. If you follow us on any of the socials and see the stuff we're doing, he's. If you see a normal photograph on our site, that's one I did. If you see everything else, that's Lionel, and this dude is a <laughs> stud. He's a rock he's star. A beast. Yeah. He's a beast. All right, man. All right, what's it, you got? Anything else? To wrap it up, Emily. So last week, uh, Kanye spoke on the Alomine podcast, and if you saw anything about it, what most people focused on was like three minutes in, he did admit that he's never read a book. Um, and he also compared reading children's literature to eating broccoli. Um, it wasn't a Brussels sprouts, not to split hairs, <laughs> but, uh, it, te- it was sorry, Brussels sprouts, right? it probably was technically Brussels sprouts. Um, and understand, understandably that's what everyone focused on, but well, he, you know, I also saw not what you're going to talk about, but I also saw something actually pretty interesting. He said in that interview that those, those Yeezy glasses that he's been wearing, the sunglasses that, you know, he's obviously breaking, we all know he's breaking Yeezy off of Adidas and Gap. He's going to do it direct, do it on his own. So he's launching a Yeezy store online. He said those glasses are going to be 20 bucks and every item in the Yeezy supply shop will be 20 bucks and that he's working on a way to make clothing free because he said life is free. Clothing should be free. So he's making everything direct to consumer, low prices and free. That's his new plan. I love Kanye, but if you believe that, I got some oceanfront property in Nevada that you can have. Yeah, I, I got. Look, it's gonna be tough that, to pull off. Yeah, yeah, bro. Look, he, yeah. Elon Musk and Yeezy are the same guy. That's a good point. That's a good point. They're the same guy. Like I like they they cast they the vision, but then you yes. have trouble executing exactly what you said you were gonna do. Yeah, 
Those guys are sell the news type guys. They're, they're buy the rumor, sell the news type guys. When you hear them say all kind of stuff like this, that's when you get in. But there's no way that that's going to happen. This man, I went to the, uh, what concert was this that I went to? Was it the Life of Pablo? And my man's was selling uh, a regular graphic tee for like $150. That guy's going to give you $20 yeah. clothes and free clothes? Dude, I went to I the Gap pop-up that he did. He, he he had a Gap pop-up in New York City for about two weeks. Uh, the A Yeezy pop-up at the Times Square yeah. Gap. And I went and it was the thing you saw pictures of it. Like all the merch was just in big garbage bags. There was no, nothing hung up, nobody there to help Mm -hmm. you. You literally just had to rummage through garbage bags to find what was there. Dude, crumbled up garbage bag hoodies for $240 at the the gap. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way, like I thought the whole point of that collaboration was to bring affordable pricing <laughs> to nah. the Yeezy stuff, and uh, yeah, the yeah. T- the t shirts were one eighty. It was it was nuts. I was gonna say he didn't become a billionaire on accident. Like it wasn't on accident. He became a billionaire. Like whoa, whoa! I just became a billionaire. Like yeah. he's a genius. Yeah. But come on, bro! Like yeah. I don't see twenty dollar free clothes. Bro. I just don't see it. All right. So what but was the, what, it, that's awesome. What was the news, Emily? That we uh that's, that stood out to you. Um. He definitely is like a very, he's got really big ideas. A lot of them just for a variety of reasons will likely not become reality, but he has really good ideas that I think are really important to still talk about and consider, could we make this a reality? And so Mm -hmm. one of the things he talked about, um, Mm -hmm. he literally said everything should be designed like an old folks home. So he was talking about the school that he created and how everything has a specific function and that um, like they they have ramps instead of stairs and um, just like even the tables and stuff like they have specific functions for them. It's like he said that he was when they were designing it, he kept asking, why are we building it this way? Like, and you know, architects would say, well, that's just how it's done. And he was like, well, why do we have to do it that way? Why can't we do something else? And I think that's a really important thing. So he was talking about um, for homeless people when we, um, we should create shelters that are actually functional. Mm-hmm. Um, he, this idea of just designing everything like an old folks home was so interesting to me because I've never really thought about it like that. And I think that's a really interesting way, you know, and he kept challenging architects, like think about what you would actually want in a house, not how it looks, but what you would actually want. And so, you know, for mm. homeless people, he was saying a Taco Bell things that you could actually get and be licensed to your house too. Oh. Um, oh, oh, but he was saying like, you know, for, for homeless people, like for shelters and stuff, having these, um, like in areas having like these big, um, like Turkish bathhouses where people can walk in and get shot, like just the way, like the way that we've done things, we don't always have to do them that way. And I think that is just really important to have people with these big ideas. Now, again, whether or not they can become reality is a different thing, but I don't think anything changes unless we at least start with a big idea. So it was a really interesting conversation. He had it's like a thirty minute podcast, but I would go listen to it. He also did an interview with Forbes in the last week, and the Forbes is where he was talking about his business strategy of what he's going to do with Yeezy and stuff. And he said, "Okay, cool. So after you launch Yeezy Direct and you do all these free clothes, whatever, what's next?" And he said, "The monasteries." So apparently, he's got a vision for monasteries somewhere <laughs> percolating. So that's why, for better or for worse. Kanye my dog like because Kanye just like look I'm just gonna do whatever I want to do and everybody's gonna call me crazy until I pull it off so look I hope that he I want some free Yeezys so look I hope that I'm wrong maybe they'll give him out at the monastery I'll go stay at that monastery I mean come on let's not connect with God the monastery a little too far for me with Yeezy though like I'm like I ain't gonna lie I'll, I'll go take pictures outside of the monastery, but bro, that that now we feeling the little Jim Jonesy here. You know what I'm <laughs> but, saying? But but I do think I and, and I, this isn't a take I've put any thought to. This is off topic though. But I do like the idea of someone thinking about a monastery in a contemporary context. Like mm-hmm. I feel like even if it's not somewhere where you go live permanently, but like you know maybe you do kind of a, a retreat that right. isn't necessarily just about like mm-hmm. a spa or hanging out on the beach and you know drinking mai tais but is about reflection and and silence and stillness hey good for him i think that's that's a really cool thing to to revisit in sort of a contemporary context you know yeah absolutely so we don't want to go to the we we're not going to go to the, the the evangelical churches oh yeah i mean that's the monasteries right 
Yes. Yeah. Well, 66% I mean, of people you know, aren't going, so maybe we should try. Starbucks Starbucks in the lobby, a uh, little gift shop where you can buy the pastor's book. Uh, all, the, all the staples of the monastic traditions of the Desert Sadly, Fathers. Sadly, my church you know? is both of the things you just said farcically. <laughs> his, his new book is in the lobby, and there is a coffee shop right next door. So. Again, Great. just Great. how the Desert Fathers uh, intended the monastic lifestyle. <laughs> To be yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a real source of spiritual and mental reflection uh-huh. on the the unknowability of the the divine uh, encapsulated Keep in going. a delicious pumpkin spice beverage. Twenty percent so off the pastor's new book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, this Sunday only. This Sunday only. One yeah, per Sunday one only. per congregant. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Make sure to follow uh, us on all the socials and make sure that relevantmagazine.com is part of your daily web browsing to stay up on all the latest. Thanks, Emily. All right. Stay tuned up next. Torn Wells joins us. What's out the roof? Uh, yeah, yeah. What's out the roof? Gotta go meet God. It's a rendezvous. Uh, What's out the roof? Yeah. Uh, huh? What's out the roof? Gotta go meet God. It's a rendezvous. Uh, Coming out that 33024, oh for show, slamming on Cadillac Doge, right when they thinking it's over. I put my feet on the sofa, recipe all the aroma, send be hundreds of soldiers. I bring the feels the emotions. You can't even talk, need emoji. You can't even talk, gotta show me. You're listening to Social Club Misfits and Tori Deshawn. The song is Rendezvous. Man, everything I'm hearing from Social Club's upcoming album or brand new album, depending on when you're hearing this, very cool. I like it a lot. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Torn Wells. He's an artist and worship leader at Lakewood Church. He recently released his album, Joy in the Morning, and is getting ready to head out on tour this fall. He uh, talks to our very own downtown Emily Brown to discuss music, faith, and why the church needs to hold on to a message of joy in difficult times. Here's our conversation with Torn Wells. artists and worship leaders are humans as well but so there's times where you know they may not feel like hopeful about a situation but that's sort of like the goal is to find a way to hope so you know like as you're processing these things you know what i don't know like how do you process it like how do you try to find what does it look like for you to like find those that hope and that optimism and joy that you're Mm -hmm. talking about like first of all you have to give yourself permission to process and i think a lot of times inadvertently our faith has been this bandage that we just wrap around wounds that need treatment and we don't we have to like get to the resolution like every i'm not gonna say every but most christian songs that you hear like it's resolved in three minutes or less Mm -hmm. like you're at the absolute bottom and it doesn't seem like there's any way out. But then by the end, life is amazing and Jesus is is, is good. It's like, yes, um, that is true. And on the surface, I'm trying to get beyond the surface and let the waters be choppy. Like acknowledge the storm. Um, acknowledge the fact that we're sinking. Now, the undercurrent may be joy, the undercurrent may be peace, but we're still wrestling on the surface of what it is to feel disappointed, to work really hard for something and to come up short, to pour your life into a relationship and it not work, Mm -hmm. to try to be present with your children only to have them for their own reasons pushing you away. Like, We need to deal with how these things actually affect us on a soul level. And the first thing is giving yourself permission to process it, not to put a bandage or a bandaid on it. Um, So, you know, 
a big part of my life has become counseling and just talking about how to navigate life. And, you know, you need to process success as much as you process failure. Mm. You know, you have to be able to process what happens when everything is going well and keeping your heart headed in the right direction just as much as when you feel like you're on the bottom and having that other voice speaking into that process has been really beneficial for me yeah i think that's something that you know so many people do relate to but um it really isn't talked about much like like you were saying like um when we see, we see it in scriptures, but we don't always see it like present in like our conversations at church. And I, I don't know if you have an answer for this, but why do you think that is? I would say it's two things. One, it's we're unwilling to be vulnerable and show people who we really are and how we really feel. Mm. But it's connected to part two, which is we've experienced rejection from trying to be vulnerable before. And so we put on our armor so that we're never vulnerable again, so that we're never rejected again. We're never hurt again. And we just have not done a very good job of leading from our weaknesses, Mm. from leading from our wounds. Like I said, everything doesn't have to come to a perfect conclusion. There is power in saying, I don't know. There's power in saying, I'm struggling. Um, I've had a few off days. I've had a few off months. And finding God in that. And that's what is beautiful about Jesus is he doesn't tell us to ignore how we feel. If we allow him to, he will enter into our feelings with us. Mm Mm-hmm. Our feelings are not telling us the whole story. They're telling us some of the story. We need the truth of who Jesus is to filter our feelings through. But we typically never allow him to enter into those spaces because we're trying to be so protective and keep up this image. What I've realized is Jesus didn't die for my image. Jesus Mm -hmm. died for who I really am. Mm -hmm. So... I'm just imprisoning myself with my pain if I try to keep him outside of it. There's this whole adage in Christian culture right now, like faith over feelings. Mm. And I think I understand the intention of that, but I don't think it's faith over feelings because that means I'm ignoring how I feel. I think it's faith within my feelings. It's bringing the gospel into my sadness yeah. because my sadness is telling me I've lost something that I loved, um, that I'm grieving something that I honored. It's the gospel alive in my loneliness because the gospel tells me that if I don't have the presence of God and an intimate relationship with him, I can be surrounded by people and still feel alone. Mm -hmm. So every emotion is a gateway into a deeper truth that God wants to teach us. But if we're not given permission to feel, we never see what the gospel means to our emotional life. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, it's kind of fire. It's <laughs> kind of fire, Emily. I'm getting kind of fired up. I was going to say, I feel like I'm, I should be like taking notes, like sermon notes or something. This is good. Um, but no, I mean, everything you're saying, though, it it totally even goes back to your album, like Joy in the Morning. Like the phrase is, uh, you know, the phrase is always like, um, there'll be pain in the night, but joy in the morning. And it's like, you yeah. don't have that joy without the pain. And it's like, right. if you ignore those emotions, you you might not experience the fullness of joy. If you ignore the moon, you don't appreciate the sun. Mm. Like if you don't feel what it's like to be in the dark moments, then the warmth and the beauty of a sunrise doesn't really mean much to you. It's when you recognize you've been in a difficult place that, that it means something. And with, with that title, joy in the morning, I wanted to lift people's eyes to the horizon again. Mm. I feel like so many people 
feel like the night season, I'll say, that we've been in over the past couple of years is this perpetual thing that's never going to end. But there is a morning coming. Mm -hmm. And of course, I believe, you know, God allows the sun to rise in different seasons of our lives and we get to experience his goodness in the here and now. But don't get it flipped. There is a greater horizon and ultimate morning that we're going to step out of the night of this world into the morning that God has for us where the only thing that shines is the sun and there is no weeping. There are no tears. There is no disappointment or hurt. It is just the goodness of God radiating for eternity. And so even our weeping, the scripture says, they that sow in tears will reap in joy. Well, that's not just a promise for here and now it is but it's a promise for eternal happiness, eternal joy, eternal peace. And I want to remind people that there is a heaven, you know, and that there is joy in that place. That was Torn Wells. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Feedback. You're listening to Danielle Ponder, as long as someone like you. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, He's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, Relevant Podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Editorial question of the week. Okay, well, normally this is where we would do your feedback, but last week we didn't have our normal episodes because it was our thousandth episode and we, you know, we just, things were different than normal. So we don't have a question of the week uh, here. So what we're going to do now is just lob you next week's question of the week. So earlier in the show, we were talking about Kanye kind of rethinking all these things, disrupting all these things, whether he's going to pull it off or not, who knows, but it's interesting to think about things that should be disrupted. You know, we should rethink how we live, how we work, what we wear, what we spend, how we connect with God, all those things. So that's our question to you. What else should we look at disrupting? Should we rethink things that our culture just takes for granted? This is just normal. This is how we've always done it. What else should we take fresh eyes to? What should be next? Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and we'll talk about our favorite replies on next week's show. Can I can I throw one out there? I got I to go to the DMV soon. I lost my ID the other day I'm sorry at another at another another civil institution the city dump which is not returning my calls uh, I don't you know, know you can just do it online phones. most states you can just go online and get a replacement ID sent to your I house to, I had to get an appointment I had to get an appointment and I gotta go and my, but my idea is look we deliver the mail we deliver we got an Uber we got all the stuff everyone hates the DMV right it's a terrible place to go it's been yeah. a day mobile DMV. They drive to your house, they get a little photo booth, take a picture, print it off right there. They Or you need to take a driving test to right in your neighborhood. That's where you're going to be driving anyway. It, mobile DMV services. Tell me tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You're, you're it, not it, wrong. It would revolutionize it. It would give wrong. a great reputation. So, you know what you're talking about though is basically privatizing a government or institution. Well, which the government is, can still do it. They well, can still what I'm do saying, it. But it, may be, say, but it may be good to privatize it and allow private companies to come in and do authorized DMV work and they'll find ways to cut corners and lower costs and that, you know, you know, yeah. they're going to make it more efficient, more innovative, maybe privatize it. We already know it. where everybody lives. We got a postal, we got a postal service. We know where everybody's at. Yeah. I don't know where I live. Like clear at the airport. 
Clear at yeah. the airport. That's case in point. Absolutely. Yeah. Just an idea. Just, Kanye, Look, if you're listening. Let's just get the post office lady to take our pictures and bring it on back to the DMV. And then that's how it worked. That's now you already got a whole fleet of cars. There we go. That could pull there out. We go. I like it. All right. Well, stuff like that. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and we'll talk about it. Well, before we wrap it up, I'm going to thank Torin Wells for joining us today. Make sure to check out his new album, Joy in the Morning. And if he's coming to your town on tour, go check it out. Also, a couple of updates. Make sure to check out the brand new issue of Relevant. It just came out last week. It features a cover story with MIA. We've got N.T. Wright, Sterling K. Brown, Dayglow. So much more. Amazing, amazing collection of articles. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Miner. We'll see you next time. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. clearly see the pursed lips of someone who is in the the follow-through of a good spitting. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.